Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Shua Legra, the founder of Grace and Hope Consulting. And so we're talking about resilience, right? And today I have another friend with me, Rebecca. If you don't mind just sharing who you are, what you do, and where you're located. Yes, I'm Rebecca Wolf. I want to say it's an honor to be working with you, by the way. I'm located on Wisconsin, West Bend, Wisconsin. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm a life coach, a whole purpose life coach. I help people with transitions and finding purpose and meaning in their life. In addition, I do some um, online counseling in addition to uh, local private practice. Uh, so I have like foreign clients in addition to domestic clients. And I'm a mom a cancer survivor, and an author. <laughs> yes, not just an author, a best-selling author. <laughs> yeah, and it's been such an honor, you know, to to work with you part of that journey and helping you birth your book and, and share your story of resilience, right? Now, speaking of resilience, like you say, you are a cancer survivor. So, you know, cancer came, you beat cancer, and then you live to tell the story, and not just your story, but now you're helping families, you know, support their children as my mom is going through breast cancer. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so, speaking of resilience, when you think about your own journey, before we even get to your journey, just, I guess, in general, you know, when you hear resilience, like, what are the things that come to mind for you? Oh, tons. I learned a lot through cancer, but if I had to take an electric approach of everything I went through in my life, it is really a lot about faith and having a positive attitude. My book that we're talking about, Dear God, Please Make My Mommy Feel Better, we have a whole section about faith and trust. And that is my journey. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I just have the faith that I'll be okay. And I think that's what got me through a lot of hardships in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, in the book that, you know, we then, you know, worked on together in addition. So the book that she mentioned, which I have my copy here, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a children's book, and that's her solo book that Grissom Consulting had the honor to to publish and help her get to best-selling author. And then the the, book, the other book is Be Resilient, right? Stories, strategies, and tools to help you rise above your uh, circumstances. That's a new collaboration project that Grissom Consulting put together. And there are six of us, well, all women, and actually all of us have businesses. All of us are leaders in, in one way or another. Um, and I believe all of us are also moms on there. So <laughs> women in, and, and just the diversity it's, it's in itself, it's just, it's amazing. We're all from different walks of life, different part of the world, actually, you know, and, and all found ourselves here in the U.S. and connected somehow. And so that, that alone is amazing. But as part of that book, we all share things that we had to overcome that taught us resilience. So yes, your cancer journey is one story, but in the book, you talk about no, another story. And I let you just, you know, give them a little tidbit, you know, not give them too much because they have to go get the book and read the story there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give up too much. Exactly. But just, you know, a little back, you know, what's the other story that, you know, that you had to, you know, journey through that also taught you and gave you resilience? You know, it's kind of echoes the theme of self-love. I was given up for adoption. I was born in a thorough country in the Philippines. I was adopted by American missionaries, but you know, I was an infant, but you lose your culture when you're adopted, you lose your bio biological family, your parents. And so it was going through that loss and probably just trying to find myself in this world of uh, being adopted. And then I moved to, from the Philippines to the US. So then my parents um, were Caucasian. My family, my adoptive family was Caucasian. I was still Filipino, but 
just not a lot of people that were in my race growing up. So having to do just kind of, you know, as a young teenage girl, impressionable, trying to find my identity, uh, what I felt good in. And that, and that that theme of, did they give me up? Did they not love me enough? Is it me? And having to find that myself journey of feeling good about myself. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, whew, you know, I think that alone, that's a whole different book, right? Like it's a, not a different, the whole book in itself. So you share a chapter about it, but I think, you know, that, that story, not only it transpired for many years, but it also has such a big impact in your life and what you did today, right? And, and so, you know, being a teenager, it's already such a, for lack of a better term, a rocky, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. such a rocky, you know, season in life, right? And there's just yeah. so many changes that are happening, you know, internally, physically, emotionally, you know, all the hormones and all of that. And so it's a time where people are trying to find, you know, just, you know ask themselves and define themselves, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I stand for? You know, where do I belong? What's my place on this earth? What's my reason to be? And so that alone, that's for every teen, right? When we get into the those adolescent age, you know, group and moving forward into teenage, that's things that, you know, everyone, you know, kind of go through. It's part of the development. But then for some of us, when we have other things that happen to us already before we enter that stage of life, then we kind of have a lot of things against us per se. And things are totally outside of our control, right? So it could be, like you said, being given for adoption and then coming to a whole different culture, in a whole different country. And like, okay, now I, I have to figure who I am as a person, but how do I fit my, you know, as a Filipino woman, young lady into an American culture when I'm still don't even know who I am as a person, <laughs> you know? An Americanized culture, yeah. And I, I realized too, growing up, my parents jokingly would tell me I was a minority there because I got adopted so young. And then coming here, a minority here, I said, it doesn't look like anybody. But even if I would go back to my birth country, I'd still be a minority just because mm-hmm. I would be so Americanized. So like, no matter where I go, I'm a minority <laughs> and, and it's okay. I've definitely assimilated to it. But um, I think as a youngster, you feel like it's a curse, but then as you get older, you appreciate the diversity and the uniqueness. So now it's just more special. It's such a unique you know, teenage experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't trade it now. I wouldn't trade it now because it's made me who I am. Yeah, yeah. And I have to echo that because you know, originally I'm from Brazzaville, Congo. So my um, my stepmom came to came to Congo. I was five. So I was five, you know, born born in Congo and to, you know, and raised there until the age of five. Then introduced to the American culture by a you know Caucasian you know American mother who wow. raised me you know as an American. And, you know, in an African culture, right? And then I come to the U.S. at the first time, I think I was nine and a half or 10, I believe. And I stayed for like a year and a half. And then I went back to Congo and it was such a culture shock. I was here for a year and a half. Wow. A year and a half. I went back. I'm like, who in the world am I? What am I doing here? Uh-huh. I was too American. I was too American for my African you know, <laughs> friends. And I was too African for the American friends, right? And you're just like, <laughs> I don't fit anywhere. <laughs> and I thought it was just a teenage thing, but get this, it gets, it gets worse, but, and also it gets not just worse, it also gets good or better, I guess, you know, as time, time went by. So I went back to Africa, I stayed there, you know, for quite a few, I think eight, seven or eight years, came back here in 2004, and then as I came back to here in 2004, my now ex-husband was in Morocco, a different part of Africa. So I went to get married there. And every time I had to travel back and forth, we have, I, was, I was among a lot, of, a lot of Congolese people, people from my, 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 uh, my country, my original country, if you want. And although I could speak the language, 
uh, and that's a whole different story because when I went back as a teen, um, I you know it's no, it was never a teen, a preteen at 11 and a half. And so I, I spoke French, which is like, you know, the official language, but then there's like the national language, which is Lingala, which everybody spoke. I didn't even know how to speak that. I was raised by an American mom. I was learning to speak English when people were <laughs> at home. And so I had to learn that. So people like, well, yeah, just a little, it was too off, right? And so I get that. And so as I got older, like I'm saying, going back and forth to Morocco and back here, I was around, you know, friends that are from Congo. I looked at them. And maybe I sound like them, but I was not like them. And for them too, I was too American. I was too independent woman, you know, because apparently, yeah. you know, the whole culture impacts us. Not apparently, culture impacts us, right? And and Absolutely. so, so for you know, and I find myself again in my early twenties, right back into where I was in my teen years. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm around African friends, but just we don't see things eye to eye. We don't, you know, we don't do life the same way. We don't have the same principles. And then you know, when I come here in the US, there's I love being here and I'm grateful that I'm here. But they're part of the American culture that I don't I appreciate, you know, that I don't want to associate with either. So it's kind of I literally had to create my own identity. And wow. I know that you had, you know, you had to you know, kind of navigate that for yourself as well. By looking back now that I'm a mom, I have children, my kids get to assume, you know, assume if you want both cultures, but also, you know, we kind of be choosing rather than, you know, feel like we have to, you know, take all of what, we, what America gives us or all of what Congo gives us. It's like now we're creating something that's totally different. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's just hodgepodge, right? We're just mixing all the things that yeah. affected us for, you know, for mom's <laughs> life, I guess. And now they're living for it. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, it's you know, knowing, okay, who am I? What am I here for? What do I fit in? And, and you might not always fit in. And I can tell you, I even just talked to a friend about this not long ago, where although I've been here for 17 years, although you know my, my kids are born here and raised here, I have times and often feel like I have no roots. Mm. I, I don't feel connected here as I was emotionally connected to people back home. Wow. But yet, if I go back home, I still, I cannot function like the way they do because I operate in a different, in a very American, American <laughs> way, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's okay to get to that point where you're like, I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't yeah. have to be like my upbringing. You know, for those of us who are you know, people of faith, it's like, okay, God, who do you want me to be? God saw all of this, you know, my, my, he saw every single day of my life and my entire journey, your entire journey, and knew that you'll be born in the Philippines, come here in the U.S., and then, you know, kind of combine both cultures and make it your own in your own unique way, and that's okay, that's okay. I know, I love it, I love it, and it took me years to realize that's such a cool thing that we can do, um, and then I had this mentality of shifting it from, you know, when you're a teacher, am I good enough for these people? Am I good enough? Do I look right enough? And now it's like, are they good enough for me? <laughs> I love it. That's what's getting us right there. The sassy attitude, but it got me by. <laughs> but no, but when, let, let's flip that coin a little bit. That's resilience mm -hmm. because when you're trying yeah. to fit in, it's like you're trying to please everybody, be everything yeah. to everyone and you lose yourself. Then they right. that. You know, for me, it was in my marriage. I didn't even know who I was because, yeah. Right. It's, it's still for a different day. But anyway, <laughs> and as you, look, you know, at that teenage year, you're trying to fit in with clicks, with groups, right? And then you, yeah. you enter the workforce, you're trying to fit in at work. And then sometimes you're trying to fit in at church. It's like, I just want to find my people. But mm -hmm. then you realize that you are molding yourself to literally be a chameleon everywhere you go and fit into your environment. 
and you never have your own true identity. And it's unsatisfying to be, it's very miserable to just go by what everyone else is doing and you're just not, there's no heart. It's emotionally yeah. draining. You're, you're not <laughs> living for yourself. You aren't living for yourself. Yeah, it's so emotionally draining. And then like, you know, I like what you said there, but then you start asking, it's not, it's not, am I good enough for them? Are they good enough for me? And it's not to say that people are not good enough, but I think what I'm hearing for that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you get to the point where you no longer have to please anybody or fit yeah. in a mode. You know who you are, you value yourself, and then you let us, you want to associate with people who add value to you as well. That's exactly it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm -hmm. growth, right? Because with resilience, like things happen, life crushes you, that pushes you down, and then you kind of merge out of that and, you know, get your power back. And yes. That's, and that's and it. That's a bit of a lot, a lot of self-worth and self-confidence um, combined. Yes, yes. And that takes years, years to build. I mean, we all can actually improve in those areas. Always, always, <laughs> right? Nobody's ever achieved yet, right? It's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. So keep, keep journaling on that, on that road, right? For all of us. Yeah. yeah. So with, with the book, so that's a little bit, that's the story. You know, you talk about your journey coming from the Philippines and, you know, uh, being adopted by American missionaries coming to the U.S. and trying to fit in and figure out who you are and, you know, because they're finding that self-worth and that self-confidence. And then here you are today. You are, you know, best-selling author. You, you know, you, you, or you have your uh, licensed professional counselor, your life coach. You are giving back. You know, it's not just all the things you're doing, but you do it because now you, you're giving back because of the places you've been through. You know, so yes. just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> It's for my little inner child right there, you know, for that little girl that was scared or, oh gosh, you're brown, I'm white, and they're making fun of you. And mm -hmm. it's for that girl that had to like go through all those tears and find identity in ways that it might have taken years, might have been through a circumstance like cancer or something to find out, like, gosh, I am lovable, I am worthy. My parents may be giving me up for adoption, but it didn't mean I was any less mm -hmm. worthy than anyone else. Yeah. So, yeah, that is for that girl. It's for the children. It's for kids. It's for for those adults that probably are reading that book and they can identify with that little inner child within themselves that, mm -hmm. gosh, that was me at one point. Yeah. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I fit in at one point. Mm -hmm. We all have something that kind of sets us apart. And, um, but I look back now, it, it, I, like I said, it molded me. If I didn't go through those experiences, I wouldn't probably be doing what I'm doing today. So I don't regret anything. I don't regret the, ex if, if anything, you're growing, you always grow from like really hard experiences. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I take that. And I use that in my practice as a licensed professional counselor with children. I help them with their boundaries. I help them with their assertive communication, building their self-esteem, their self-worth, because I, knowing how it felt to be me growing up, I don't want another child to go through that blindly in life if they don't have to. Yeah. So, you know, writing a book for children, another layer of helping, um, helping others out there too. So they don't feel alone when their loved one is sick. And gosh, gosh, I felt alone being a cancer survivor or cancer patient at 27. So mm -hmm. a lot of my work, I feel like is for the young children, uh, or even the, the adults that have grown up and still have like those deep emotional wounds from childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, that's resilience right, right there, right? It, you know, it's, it's choosing not to let your circumstances define you or crush you or keep you down, but you're using them as a platform to, you know, to advance this message of hope for others. You know, and I often say, like, actually when I started Grissom Consulting six years ago, 
I, we, I had this tagline per se. It didn't make it to the tagline for the business, but then my personal tagline that kept me, kept me moving. And I actually used that as my uh, opening act, if you want, for my chapter in the no, in Be Resilient book. It's when we turn our stumbling blocks into stepping stones, we find joy in the journey. Yes. When we turn, oh, our, turn our stumbling blocks into stepping stones, we find joy in the journey. And you're such an example of that, right? It's like, okay, I've been through all of this. How do I recycle this, right? And, and, and make it, give it meaning and find purpose in it. And today, you know, all the, the families that you're supporting, all the children you're supporting are benefiting from, you know, from, from your past experiences, right? Yes, you know, we, look, all of us, we've got the degree, the certification to do the work we do, but the reason why we got into that work is because we've been there. I was telling someone else just recently, actually, I, you know, on the radio interview that I did uh, yesterday, I was saying, I am my client. I will, I've, I've been where they are. And I, you know, I know, I know that I want to see the same support and that's why I do what I do. You that's know? wonderful. You're that, that great wounded healer. Yes. Yes. I always see those, those depictions on like social media where someone's bending over to help some of the arrows on their back. There's like 50 of them and they're mm -hmm. trying to help the other one that has like two arrows on their back. That's kind of who you are. That's who are you, you know, all of us. <laughs> you know, we, and we're, we're not just, you know, staying there with the arrows anymore. Now we know how to dock the arrows. Yeah. And, let it, and that let us think. You can catch the arrows now and throw it right back. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to catch the arrow. You're not going to go any deeper than, you know, than a half an inch, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> because now you've been there. You learn, like you said, it's those lessons learned, right? It's the, yes. things, the things we went through, what we experienced, we've learned resilience. And resilience is not just something that you achieve. Like I got there, I got through it but also the endurance that you develop as you go through it, you know? And again, all of that in the book and then in the part of the book also goes into the whole workbook that I created and goes into different, you know, different things that you can do and different skills you can build, you know, to, to cultivate, you know, that resilience. And it gives you worksheets and you know, a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to reflect on, a lot of things to fill out, you know, kind of process so that again, you too can be resilient. That's incredible. And then you didn't hold all that in for yourself and you can share that with the world. Exactly. And for everyone listening and watching, you also don't hold on all that for yourself, right? No matter what it is that you're going through, your pain has a purpose and your mess can be a message. So with that, Rebecca, where can people find you? They can find me at www.angelwingscoaching.com. And from there, they can find my like number and email if they need to message me directly. Awesome. Thank you so much for, again, for all that you do. Not just for being here today, not just for writing a book with me, but for all that you do in general, for just you being you and letting your light shine. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing my authentic self to come out with yeah, I, your partnership. Definitely. And before we go, though, I almost forgot this. So yeah. the book. The book has been such a um, pathway to opportunities. So if you want to just briefly, just let us tell us like, where have you been? What have you been doing since your book came out? Yeah, I've been um, interviewed on a radio station. I'm not gonna remember all the acronyms for all these stations, but in a radio station with Christina Bloom, a TV station with Judy Morio with her, what's her story out in Vegas. And then just recently a contract with PBS to advertise my book starting in the month of February, all the way for four months consecutively, probably 10 messages a month of uh, airing my book. And they'll do, they'll generate the 
the ad. It's not going to be me and the ad, but more the book and the, the beautiful illustrations. They were impressed by the illustrations. Yeah, definitely. I have to say, like, literally, this is beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Shout out to Susan. Yes. To all the illustrations. That, that That's a powerful picture right there. That, yeah. The one that you turned to. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing about the book, it's my book and it's my vision. I, I still get teary eyed looking at some of the pictures and because I went through it, I, I went through it. And I think seeing it as surreal in a book, because it's just kind of summarized in a book, but my goodness, when you, when you live through it, it is a lot more life-changing and people realize and to go through it with a young child. Yeah. Yeah. You, my friend are resilient and you are sharing the resilience with others. So thank you for me. Cause I just, I just wanted you to kind of share that because when people are going through things like, Oh, this is the end of it. This is like, you know, this is, I'm stuck. I can't get through this. I'm not going to make it through this. But we're here to tell you, you can make it through this and not just make it through for your own sake, but for the sake of many, right? Now you're sharing your message to others, giving hope to families everywhere, you know, you're spreading that word, you know, on radio stations, on TV, and now, you know, <laughs> on PBS of all places. That's yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and I'm just so honored that, you know, that I'm like, I know this author, we published a book and now she's on PBS, like, look how cool is this? I have a teenage daughter that keeps me humble though. <laughs> I hear you. No one puts I, you in place faster than a teenager. Oh, th- these those kids, right? <laughs> I, I hear you. So everyone again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening or watching, no matter how you're catching this. But as always, be well. You have a purpose, you're here for a reason. And if you need help finding that, you can connect with us. If your story you have a story, not if, I know you have a story to share and we invite you to join us, you know, join us, partner with us so that we can help you get that story out. Not just again for yourself, but so that you can help others and share that resilience with the world. Be well.